growing up, uh, we did not get an allowance with five kids. Uh, we were just expected to get up on Saturday morning and help clean the house before we went out to play. My mother would make a list of things to do and we would get to choose what we want, which of the things we wanted to do. Um, and then we had to do it again before we were allowed to go out and play. Uh, in the first reading, Habakkuk cries out for help, but the Lord doesn't seem to listen. All around him are destruction and violence. Historians think Habakkuk was writing right before the fall of Jerusalem. So Jerusalem would have been filled with violence, starvation, and other calamities. In the midst of this evil, God gives Habakkuk a vision. The vision God gives the prophet is not that everything is going to be okay, but rather that the just one, the one who has faith, shall live. Now, this may not seem fair, it isn't fair, but God doesn't promise that things will go well or right or fairly for those who follow him. God just promises that we will have life and eventually eternal life. The response to the psalm today, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And sometimes the way we want to react when things are not going well, to harden our hearts, to say, if the, how can the Lord treat me this way? You know, I've done all these other great things for him, for the kingdom of God, and yet it just seems to be one evil thing, one hardship after another. But I would challenge, have you spent time in prayer? Have you been reading the Gospels? Have you been reading Scripture? Have you spent time trying to listen to His voice? Just because life isn't fair, doesn't mean we should harden our hearts. In fact, we should do just the opposite. We should turn to God all the more. This is kind of what St. Paul seems to indicate in the second reading, from his second letter to Timothy. St. Paul writes that God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. We are not meant to harden our hearts, but rather, again, just the opposite. We are not meant to cower in the face of fear, but rather to approach evil, hardships, with the power and love and self-control of God. That it's in the hard times that we need self-control, that we need to remember our habits that we had when things were going well, to remember the habits of prayer that we had, the things that seem to be the things that God is asking us to do. St. Paul goes on to say, Do not be ashamed of your testimony to God. Do we give testimony to God in the good times and in the bad, when things are easy and when they are hard? Bear your hardships for the gospel with strength that comes from God. I know I've told this story before, but I had a friend in Rochester who uh, lost everything in a house fire. And when asked if everything was okay, he said, you know, I and my family are all safe. 
And even though we've lost everything else, we are okay. Life is okay. That the material things come and go, but he found the strength that uh, comes from God in the hardships. And where does this strength come from? It comes from faith, from trust in God. And in the Gospel, the Apostles asked Jesus just for that. They asked Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus responds, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Have we spent time asking for an increase in faith? Jesus goes on to say, Who would say to your servant who had just come in from plowing and te or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table? No servant or no master would ever say this. Now, yes, it would be good um, to give servants a break. I mean, it says that the servant was out plowing uh, or tending the sheep in the field all day long. And you would think that, you know, a good master would give him, you know, some time off. And Jesus even suggests uh, giving, having the master serve the servant a meal. Now Jesus isn't commenting on slavery or anything, but you just say that that would never happen. No master would ever do that. That the role of the servant is to serve. And so it makes sense that the master would ask the servant, even after a long day's hard work, to prepare him dinner. And after the master had eaten, the servant can fix himself a meal. And is the master grateful to the servant because he did what he was commanded? I mean, in some ways you'd hope he would be, but in some ways probably not. That's just kind of what was expected of the servant to do. And Jesus is saying the radical things, so it should be with us. We shouldn't do the right things for the sake of personal gain, to look good in front of others, to say like, oh, I'm such a great Christian. Sometimes there's no personal gain to be had in doing the will of God, in following the commandments of God. And Jesus is saying instead that we should do the good we are obliged to do, not out of any personal gain, because, but because it is what God is asking us to do. And Jesus says when we have done all that we have been commanded, we should say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we are obliged to do. Again, growing up in my house with us five kids, we were just expected to clean the house on Saturday morning. I once accused my mother of having five of us uh, kids uh, just for that, to be slaves to clean the house. Um, she quickly reminded me that uh, it was usually us kids that caused the mess in the first place. I didn't really have a response to that. But that was just part of being a family, the Vogel family, is that we cleaned the house Saturday morning. Now, 
It was just expected again, we didn't get any allowances. Now, I'm not saying the allowances are bad, it's just how it worked in our household, that there was nothing extra given to us, that this was just expected of us. And as Christians, there are certain things that should be just expected of us. Again, we don't get any extra credit. We probably won't make any extra money. We probably won't be more popular being a Christian. However, we do them because they are the right thing to do. Because we know that God is calling us to do them. Because it is good and right to follow the commandments of God. Now I get as college students, there is a discernment of vocation. You know, what does God want me to do? Uh, does he want me to get married? Or does he want me to look at the religious life? Or maybe even the priesthood? Or probably more likely, who am I supposed to date? But that's a separate question. Or maybe I need to discern what major or job I need to study for. And these are all important questions. These are all major life questions. But in the small things of life, the day to day, do we seek out God? Do we seek out to follow the commandments of God? Because I think in a lot of other these life situations, we actually do know what God wants of us. It's often the, op the other problem, that we are too cowardly to follow them, or too lazy. That, you know, after reading scripture, after praying, we often do know what the right thing to do is. But do we have the courage and the fortitude to do them? And so we need to do, we need to pray for that. We need to pray for courage and fortitude to carry out what we know that God wants us to do. Again, not for personal gain, but because it is just what good Christians do. It is what followers of Jesus Christ do. Again, as Christians, we need to fo be, follow the commandments of Jesus Christ, not for our own personal gain. But because in some ways it's just expected, it's what is obliged of us to do. We want to do them out of love for Jesus Christ. Because He is our Lord, personal Lord and Savior. Because He has died on the cross for our sins. And so we want to do these things, to follow the commandments of God out of love. We may not get anything out of it. We may not get anything extra. But we do them because it is what a good Christian does. Because we love Jesus Christ. And when we love someone, we are willing to sacrifice, to do all sorts of things that we wouldn't usually do. May that be true of us. May we be true followers of Jesus Christ. And no matter how much courage or fortitude it takes to do and to follow the things that we know that God is calling us to do.